Hey everybody, what's happening today? It's Jake here with Mark. Welcome to Cold Ones, episode 14. Dude. This is weird, man. We're what? uh we're what not, do you mean? Not, what what do, you do you mean? mean? <laughs> well, not only are we uh doing this we're doing this on a Thursday, first of all, which is we're supposed to kick this off on Friday and kick the weekend off. But secondly, I'm talking to you right now when you're you're a good couple tens of thousand feet in the air. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so, so as of right now, I think, yeah, I think I'm on an airplane right now heading to... To where? Texas. Texas. The promised land, Texas. Yeah. You always go without me, man, all the time. And you, know, and you know what? I sure hope that future me is having a great time. I've, You probably aren't because they can't serve drinks on planes right now. <laughs> so no food, no That's drinks. True. You're just sitting in a cramp. Did you get a? Did you get first class? I thought about it, but I did not. What what a what airline? I'm in flying? the back. Oh, the back. Well, I actually kind of like the back seat though. I actually it, anytime actually funny enough I do have the very last seat on every single flight I have this trip on purpose like I actually went in there and specifically hit last row because I actually like it better right yeah it's, it's great yeah because for one you're close to the bathrooms you don't have yep. to worry about excuse me excuse me excuse me and like walking through aisles and going through the stewardesses and you can see when someone's in there so you don't have to like walk over there and the door's locked and you gotta like wait there behind people oh, worse and then uh it's less pressure i i don't know about you yeah. but i'm one of those people i i don't get when like as soon as the plane lands everyone has to stand up and start getting their stuff and get into like try to get to the, the lane and get off the plane i'm just like i'm gonna sit here and wait i'm just gonna relax yep. I've already been on the plane for however many hours. What's another five to ten minutes? Let yeah. everyone get out of here. And then when you're walking, and plus because the uh, the baggage claim takes like twenty to thirty minutes before your bags start coming out anyway. So it's like Dude, I'm just would... gonna wait here and then walk down without the crowd and the the people and have a nice day. I was thinking the exact same thing right before you said that was just that like I don't get the rush to get off and i get some people are like late for their layovers or whatever but that only happens when the plane is late so everyone in the plane knows if the plane is late yeah but it's it's super rare and like dude yeah i'll, I'll do the same thing i'll sit down and wait but speaking of that you know what the weirdest thing ever was because every plane you've been on that happens right mm -hmm. just get up and try to crowd the whatever and I didn't realize this, and I've flown to Oklahoma a million times, but I didn't realize it until this last time I went home, was that specifically on the flights back to Oklahoma, every time we land in Oklahoma City, they, you know, they make the announcement, don't stand up or whatever until yeah. it's your turn or whatever, whatever. They do it. It's very, very weird. Like, because I'm not used to seeing that everyone does that exact same thing you just talked about everyone waits and it's very weird watching it it's literally they just voluntarily oh, really? row. yeah it's the weirdest thing and the only place i've ever seen that happen is that church is landing oh. in oklahoma is that church <laughs> yeah and landing in oklahoma it's super weird that is weird i i like that though because people even do that when they're boarding onto the plane like what's the point 
like it, yeah. when they call your aisle and everyone like rushes to get in on into their seat it's like i always wait until everyone like people aren't walking in anymore and they're like five minutes left till close whatever because I'll, I'll just sit yeah. by the door and when they're like closing the door in five minutes i'm like all right everyone's on the plane so you don't gotta like stand there and walk two feet at a time and like squeeze yeah. through people i guess one thing is is sometimes they're concerned like there won't be room for their bags on the on the overhead compartments or whatever which technically they're supposed to they're supposed to designate enough room for everybody but you know people shove like three things in there no one pays attention but uh yeah i don't get it man like i'll i i like to have relaxing unless i understand like you said maybe someone's late for flight or maybe they have a meeting they're in a hurry and that's fine so would everybody else. Yeah, but not the whole there's no way the whole entire plane is running late for something. It's like Yeah. If there's someone running late, let them get up first and get out of there if they have to. But it's like I when I fly, I like to have a good relaxing time. I usually get to the airport early, especially at LAX. That's you have to Yeah, at LAX. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your last <laughs> flight I got there like 12 hours early. <laughs> but uh especially LAX, you have to get there early. But I like to get there early go to the bar have a few drinks and then i'll just hang out by the by the doors a little bit before they start calling people on and then when they do i'll just wait in my seat until there's no line out the door and i feel like most people on the plane i just walk in there walk to my seat relax take a nap whatever and then when we land i just wait till everyone leaves and uh it's so much it's so much more relaxing and less stressful that way it is and and it's an art to making uh the flying experience as little stress as possible there's an art to it because there are some people that like get super stressed about flying and all that stuff and and maybe it's just because i've done it so much but uh, it's just like there's no you don't have to be stressed at yeah. all it's, i've there's so many i've flown so little in my life and it's so uh recent for me when i had my first flight but i feel like i'm such a better flyer than the average person <laughs> like everyone's just stressed out everyone's like it's it it boggles me like when people talk about how horrible it is flying and how much they hate it and it's really not that bad if you don't make it a bad experience the the runners those are the ones that trip me out the people that you see running through the terminal i've, I've never understood oh, yeah. that well see that would be i, I know sometimes like if you're your layover flights leaving in like two minutes and they really want to make it like i get that but yeah i yeah. know what you mean though <laughs> it's crazy I, I refuse i refuse to run in an airport i will pay for an entirely brand new flight just to not run i just died i'm in 100 percent believe you i know yeah i i probably wouldn't either i'd speed walk but i wouldn't i run. do speed walk yeah i would speed I walk speed and then you're just cuss, you're whole, just cussing uh, yourself the whole time but like uh, oh you did this you did <laughs> No, but it, it's the old uh, the Hollywood Boulevard walk. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. But on Hollywood Boulevard, it, it's it's like it's just kind of subconscious. That's just kind of how you have to walk in Hollywood, <laughs> so you don't get uh, you don't get stuck behind those uh, people walking like two frames a second and stopping every thirty you seconds. You know, people gotta sell CDs out there. Yeah, but anyway, um, what we yeah. Yeah, before we get into that <laughs> stuff, I guess that, this is what we're talking about today because we literally have no topics today. Um, what are you drinking, Mark? Okay, hear me out. <laughs> so, 
tonight I decided to go with Michelob Ultra 16 ounce aluminum bottles. Ooh, fancy. Different. And because it's a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking it easy. Uh, what are you drinking? Well, see, I feel like I gotta, I gotta go twice oh. as hard tonight because what was the O about? No, because I think I just realized what you're drinking. Oh no, uh, I'll get to that in a second. But I feel like I gotta go twice as hard tonight because last week I had to take it easy because my shot. Even though uh, I did read, some people are saying like you shouldn't drink that much after, uh, like forty-two days or something. I'm like, whoo. It's a long time. I got stuff to do, man. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. So you know, maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy the vaccine before it even goes through my body. But uh, oh, you so I got two drinks tonight. One of them is just some unnamed, unbranded beer. I don't know what it is, but I'm just drinking it in this mug. Really high quality, though. Mm. It's all right. It could, it could use more flavor. But uh, that that was my pre-show beer. I'm just finishing it, but. My actual oh, okay. beer of the show is uh, my good old Buddy Miller Light. I got I got a few of them, so you know I'm set for now. But uh, just in case. Uh, but yeah, the I guess we could get to the show. I mean, we already started talking, so we're we're yeah. in it. Um, let's get uh -huh. to one of these. There we go. Uh, so yeah, what were we talking about? Hollywood Boulevard and. Uh, well, oh, airplanes and stuff. So, I guess uh, let, let's write on that because, like I said, we have no topics today. Um, let, let's get into. Tell me about your worst flying experience that you've ever had. Because you you fly a lot more than me. I don't think I've really had any bad flying experiences. I have flown Spirit Airlines, which is already just really? it, yeah, it's already an experience in itself. But uh, aside from that, you know. It's not that bad. It's just like their whole thing is is uh, pretty much the lowest quality flight, so that way it's the cheapest. Like they, there's no amenities or anything like that. The seats are all like as low quality as they can go. But apparently, it's not that safe because I think also like the the what do you call it? Like the QA and all that stuff is kind of garbage as well. But I I made it alive, so I I. I think I've only flown it once, so... No, actually, you know what? I do have a bad one, but I'll let you go first. I just thought of one right now. But you go ahead, uh, if you have one. I don't have any, like, crazy ones or nothing like that. But one time that comes to mind, I, was, I had flown out to L.A. for one of our shows. And my flight the next morning was all the way down to LAX. And it was, like, 8 in the morning. This is when the flight was. And, uh, you know, we play pretty late. So, stayed up late and this and that. And I woke up super last minute. And I didn't have a ride down there. I had to do the whole bus thing, which I'm not a bus person. I don't know how that stuff works. And it was horrible. Got on the wrong bus. <laughs> it took me in the wrong direction. Nice. I got off, realized it. Had to get back on another bus go all the way down to LAX uh finally got there and that and I was like maybe 20 minutes until the plane like 30 minutes till the plane actually took off and like 
it was horrible trying to run through there, trying to like fast walk, trying to get through there. Yeah. And it was just horrible. And I finally got to the front uh, little counter. And this is back before I, God, I was so dumb. Like always checking bags. So stupid. <laughs> but like, like, Amateur especially when I'm in, yeah. And so like, I had to go up there to try to get my ticket and do all that stuff. And then before I know it, too late. They said, sorry, they already closed the door. And I wasn't even to security yet. And I was oh like, I was devastated on that because like, I'm I'm one of those people I hate being late. It's one of my worst things that I hate, being late. And like, especially with flying and traveling and stuff like that. And so I was just like, that stress you have. And I was like, well, what can I do? And they're like, well, we can get you another flight. I was like, how much? And they were like, well, we'll do it for free or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. Uh, and they're like, okay, so you leave at uh, you leave at nine. I was like, okay, so like an hour. And they're like, no, p.m. It's like, what? Like, what do you what do you mean, p p.m. And they're like, yeah, tonight. I'm like, well, I don't have a way back. To where I came from. <laughs> so I had to sit in the airport for 12, I think it was like 12 hours. And how was that experience for you? For me? Yeah. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, because, <laughs> so the reason I ask is uh, I sat in an airport for that long before, but mine, actually, I've done it more than once. So one of them was uh, our first time going to Texas. And the only ride I had to the airport, aside from like taking a lift or whatever, or buses and stuff, was my wife was going to drive me. So, um, but she had to work that day. So I had to go to work with her. And then she had whatever, I don't remember what, what she had to do, or if she just dropped me off at lunch or something. But our flight was like s somewhere closer to nighttime. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if she dropped me off before work or at lunchtime or what it was, but I got there pretty freaking early like maybe 10 or 11 in the morning and uh I, so i i pretty much just sat in the airport until everyone else showed up i don't remember how long it was but it wasn't bad for me i i knew i guess because i was able to plan ahead and i just brought my laptop and my charger and i literally sat there for probably 12 hours just watching it's always sunny in philadelphia oh i think it might have been eight hours i might it might be uh overshooting yeah. the time but it was still it was a long time and i but either way i spent the whole time just watching it's always sun in philadelphia and that's a work day yeah a work day watching that's hulu work day but because i i remember that i remember uh it was me and tyler and heidi and, and heidi was there and uh i think luca too right luca yeah uh yeah we we all showed up to the airport at the same time we we got in there. Oh, yeah, because we actually we did ride together. Yeah. And I remember walking into the terminals, and you were just at the bar, just sitting there watching Sunny in Philadelphia. Had a few drinks already, and, like, you looked like you lived there. Yeah, it was a good time. I was having fun. Like, you know whenever you just look comfortable somewhere? Yeah. It looked like you'd been staying there for, like, two weeks or something. Well, so <laughs> so what? when was that show? That was, like, two years ago or something? Yeah, two, two, two Memorial Days ago. Uh, yeah. So at the time, I had I had a daughter who was, uh, how old was she back then? I guess less than a year? No, maybe yeah. a little over a year. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, so I had a daughter, so, and I, I'm a stay at home dad. So I guess it was just kind of a break for me. <laughs> it's like, I got to spend the whole day at a bar and just watch Hulu and, and, uh, I relax, no crying, no, uh, diapers and bottles. And I was, I had a good time. I didn't care. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, sometimes you just want those days where, where you just want to be lazy and lay down and do absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. And then you try, but then you're just like, you can't cause you feel guilty. Like, yeah, I got to do something. I can't just lay here and watch yeah. movies all day. Well, in this case I had no choice. I was stuck at an airport. Yeah. I had absolutely nothing to do. I could sleep or I could play on my phone or laptop. So I was like, I'm just going to watch. It's always sunny and drink beer. And that's what I did. And it was a good time. I was by myself and I had a blast. Uh, but there's another time where I was stuck in an airport, which wasn't as fun. And I was flying Frontier this time, which is pretty much just as bad, if not worse, yeah. than Spirit Airlines. And uh, it was for my honeymoon. So oh, no. the flight there was fine. The flight there was, was, I think we even might have flown a different airline. I think we flew like American or something there or United. I don't remember. But, uh, we flew there. We had a great time. Uh, we went to Florida and did the the Disney World and and uh, Universal Studios and all that stuff. And then for the flight back, this our our honeymoon was in December. We got married in December. Our honeymoon was like a week or two later, so it was still December before Christmas time. And there was like this big snowstorm coming in from Denver or something like that, somewhere in that area. And. <laughs> So we went to go on our flight home, and apparently a bunch of flights got grounded. From which the weather was clear from where we're going, but the the planes that were supposed to be boarding were coming from like Denver, Wisconsin area, like wherever, somewhere over there, where like the snowstorm was at. So there were no planes coming in, and then uh, there they just kept going on the thing, like the flight's been delayed a few hours. Just wait around here, and we'll we'll let you know when uh when your plane arrives. And it kept happening and happening. It happened like three or four times. And we we're just sitting in the airport all night. And uh, finally, they're just like, your flight, The all the flights have been canceled. Planes are grounded for now. And uh, come to see the front desk for a voucher to stay in a hotel or whatever it was. And, but so that first, that first night, we were there for a few hours just sitting in the airport, just waiting. Why didn't you take the, uh, the uh hotel well no we did but that was that was after because at first like so we got there for our, our plane time and at first they're just like oh there's been a delay delay yeah just, okay. just wait for an update so we waited for like a couple hours or an hour or whatever and then they're like it's been delayed another hour you should board at this time and so they kept doing that for like maybe six or five or six hours and then finally when it was getting close to like midnight they're just like yeah, the plane's not showing up. And th so then that's when we got the voucher for the hotel and we stayed in the hotel that night. And then, uh, which actually wasn't bad. The hotel was kind of decent and, uh, we splurged a little bit. We, we, uh, we broke into the mini bar. We got some room service and did, did the old thing. And, um, so then we came the next day when they told us the flight would be leaving and it was the same thing. They're like, flight's been delayed. And then finally, like we were there all day long, like a whole, probably longer than eight hours this time, just a whole day. Cause they told us to get there early in the morning and we're just there. And there, you know, there's people upset, people complaining, everyone going up to the desk and it's, it's the madhouse in there. 
And this time we did have some check bags and also some souvenirs that I was bringing back from a universal. Can I interrupt on the whole people complaining thing? Yeah. Okay. Why? I, like, <laughs> I know that's what I what, thought too. What are they going to do? Yeah. It's not, it's no one's fault at the front desk. It's like, they have no, no control over these planes. They're just letting you know. I think because they, they just they they want there. some type of they want some type of accommodation <laughs> like either a yeah. refund or I, I, people are always looking for free stuff that's all, and they they complain and and anyway, um, so hold on, <laughs> um, <coughs> tastes much better. So yeah, we're there. We were there all day long, and then finally some planes arrived like hours later and they had a plane like at at the gateway but then they're like like they started boarding some people but then they made them get off and i was like what the heck is going on and they're like well th the problem is that that uh, all the pilots that we have here right now are past their their time for one shift or whatever because they had to yeah. recycle pilots because the ones that were coming from denver didn't come in here and like it was a whole thing so basically now we had planes but we didn't have pilots and this time this time we didn't get any vouchers or anything so everybody oh no everybody that was waiting for that that these flights it wasn't just our flight it was multiple flights but everyone that was waiting for these flights had to sleep at the airport and we were all, we were all just, I mean, some people like just got their own hotel and stuff, but we just found a little corner and we were sleeping at the airport. And, uh, <laughs> so that was night two. Uh, and at what? this point, at this point, it's, it's like during the week now. So people have to like call off work and because, you know, cause we did our honeymoon for like two weeks, but we planned to come home on Sunday, I'm guessing. I don't remember. Yeah. And so like cat had to call off work and, and everyone else, it was a whole thing. And so now it was day three and people were getting really upset too, because aside from just being stuck at the airport for two days, other, other airlines were boarding and flying off. Frontier was oh. one, Frontier was one of the only ones that weren't uh, flying away. And so then they, they were just like calling and trying to find a pilot. I guess they we're like calling people that were supposed they to be on off. the intercom is there a yeah. pilot here <laughs> and and this first this weird like little four foot guy named dr mantis toboggan said he could fly the plane with the beer in hand <laughs> yeah i am a pilot and he also said he was a doctor and uh we let him do it and we landed safely uh no they were i guess they were like calling people that were off and just trying to find somebody and finally on day three uh i think this I don't even think they they solved the situation. I think just the weather started clearing up and the the flights were coming in finally. And uh, yeah, so we were basically just stuck at the airport for two and a half days, oh just God. just to go home from our. Which the honeymoon was great. Everything was great up until that point. Kind of sucked, but I didn't. Again, I didn't mind it too much just because I don't know. Was, <laughs> I mean, being in an airport kind of sucks. Like there's nothing to do. And that time I wasn't prepared for it like it was with the Texas trip, but it was kind of just like a little, uh, a little uh, extra time with my my new wife on our honeymoon. Just like, even though we're stuck in an airport, it's like, well, we have no choice but to be here. So it's just us two. We get to relax and we don't have to worry about. I was like, don't even worry about work. There's absolutely nothing to do about it. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Call, call them, let them know you can't make it, but, like, there's no reason to stress about it. Our kids were that with is... my, my mom, so they were fine. Or I guess I only had one kid at the time, but she was with my mom, so she's fine. And I was like, let's just take this time to relax. You get a couple of days off work that you weren't going to have, so whatever. That's, um, that's always the best mindset I always thought was just that, like, well, there's literally nothing you can do, so... Yeah whatever yeah unless we like start taking a bus or driving to california i was like yeah there's absolutely nothing to do in this situation so just enjoy it as much you can and just relax and that's it yeah so i guess that wasn't really a flight experience that was more a bad airport experience yeah lack of flight experience but aside from that like i haven't really had any bad flights just i mean frontier and spirit are garbage but aside from that like I didn't have like a bad experience with the staff or anything. It was just not comfortable. Yeah, I haven't had that either. Um, I mean, I've you know, there's some crazy turbulence and stuff like that, but um, it's been pretty solid, uh, except for like, like I said, like ru- like seeing people running, like all this kind of stuff, like <laughs> people running on we... the plane. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when. Uh, Oh, well, okay. Uh, there was one. <laughs> How did this happen? So, <laughs> no, there was a, my last flight I was on was coming back from Galveston. And, uh, cause I know where that is. All, awesome. The, this is the only time that the staff had ever been kind of on the rude side. Like usually most airport staff and flight staff is usually really nice. But this one, they were like kind of aggressive and and all this stuff. Well, it was in the it was like really it was late at night. It was all dark in the plane or whatever. And this um, this person, she was walking towards the bathroom, coming up, and I was in the very back, of course. And she was going to the bathroom, and she was coming up, and she tripped and fell. Oh, right, right in the aisle, and then got up and went to the bathroom like. Like, you know, whenever you get embarrassed and you just hurry up and yeah, whatever. And so, like, there was a person in the other side of the aisles, like, was knocking on the door. I don't know why. Was knocking on the door, like, hey, are you okay or whatever, just trying to help out. And then, like, the flight attendants just started talking crap. <laughs> like, they were, like, like, right next to me. Like, not discreet. They were just, like, I don't know what her problem was. I mean, uh, like... You can see, can't you? <laughs> like, oh, oh my, my god. god! Yeah, and like they started kind of giggling about it, like out in the open. I was like, I mean, it's not a bad uh, flight story, but it, yeah. it's not great. I yeah, I think that's that's just what most people do in any job like that. Like when you're flying all the time, yeah. just you know, I I worked at a at a car dealership for a little bit, and just to keep the job interesting because you know people get bored or if it's a job you don't want to be at which maybe flight attendants are a little different i think that's something people like specifically want to go into but uh like i was working at a car dealership and not as like a salesperson but as like one of the grunts doing all the crappy underpaid work and uh so all of us in our little grunt group you know that's just what you do for no reason, like you don't have anything against anyone, but you just talk crap on like every customer that comes in just to keep it interesting and, and to, to get the day going by. And so, I mean, I'm not saying it's acceptable. Like you, you shouldn't do that. And even though I've, I've done it, 
and even yeah, as everyone. even as a band like we we do it we talk about every every yeah. band does. yeah we talk crap about a lot of bands and it's not it's not us. and if you say you don't you're lying yeah it's not it's not even us thinking we're better than them it's not us thinking mm-hmm. we no. sound we're more talented it's just it's just what people do like you, you in any yourself in your own band completely out of the equation yeah like it, yeah nothing... like I, I would be saying the same thing even if i didn't play music i would be saying the same stuff yeah and yeah i think uh i think it happens in any any uh job field doesn't matter what you're doing yeah the one that mostly comes to mind is is uh, nail salons everyone knows they do it <laughs> that's all they do but uh it just happens you know so hey, i just got banned from a ride aid today oh let's hear about that what happened no. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say no uh, i probably shouldn't but um it's all right no one will see it no one watches us <laughs> well it's just this whole like uh yeah no one watches this <laughs> Uh, just the dude, just like, I, I think the guy had some serious, uh, insecurities about being a manager at Rite Aid, which I probably would too. Understand. But, um, uh, and just this whole really trying to be like in charge kind of attitude. Oh, so like the dude at Highland Gardens. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah. and it was this like. Uh, hey, don't don't park here, you know. I was like, well, it's there. Wait, did he actually you know? like go out to the parking lot, or did he just see you park and well, when like, he came in? He's like, you gotta move. I was like, I was like, well, no matter where I park, it's a red zone, so we're fine. And he's like, uh, like, yeah, we'll we'll just just don't do that. And I didn't, I really didn't like that attitude. I really, I really don't. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, what's what's your reasoning? Just. Not being cocky, just what's your reasoning? This way we know. And uh, <laughs> he actually said, he this actually said, know. he actually said, because I said so. Oh, <laughs> dude. If I know Mark, oh and I think I God. do, <laughs> but that'll set him off. <laughs> wow. So I'm no longer allowed in writing. <laughs> because Stone Cold said so. Oh, man. It was it. It got pretty, got pretty ugly. So what happened? It just, it just really this whole back and forth. Like, uh, hey, well, I'm just gonna tell you right now, we're we're not we're not doing this. So like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, we're not doing this. It's like, basically, it's like the, the parking. Leave that. Leave that to me. You know, and all. And I'm trying to put it as nicely as possible, just just in case. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh basically and then i i said well uh, you don't got to worry about this because uh i'm i'm definitely requesting that we do not see each other again. <laughs> come on mark we're on the breakout music uh website you got to break out of your shell and give me the, the nitty gritties <laughs> that's great no it, how, it wasn't as bad as how many how many places would you say at this point you've you're not allowed to come back to Seven. Oh, so you're keeping track. Is that what you're writing down right now? You got your tallies? Yeah. Seven. Well, because me and this other person, we were trying to like, not trying, but like for a while he had a better number than I did. So. So you're trying to catch up. As of, as of today, I'm, I think I'm leading. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you get kicked out of a, 
what was it? Uh, the bowling place. Um, I did not get kicked out of. I I don't think I've ever been kicked. Or not out. not kicked out of, but but uh, banned. I am definitely banned yeah. from that bowling alley. So, but didn't you get banned from that place like a week or two before we filmed our our bowling video there? Week. I, you said before, but I say after. I remember it was before because you specifically well, you said. Know my memory. You specifically said you didn't want to be seen by the people at the desk because you're not supposed to be there. Okay, well, that's and you, pretty and you didn't you didn't go to the front to get your shoes. You told us what size you were and went over somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we all know my memory's not. I know. Great. I know Heineken, Heineken slash Newcastle. We we know the uh, the real answer. We'll get Shane on here and, and figure out the real answer. There we go. One day. Yeah. Uh, so I saw something interesting today. Um, okay. So. So Motley Crue is celebrating their 40-year anniversary. Wow. And Yeah, 40 years, man. And apparently tickets are on sale right now for the tour, by the way. They, they have all their shows rebooked. They're all in, all the dates are up there, and you could buy tickets right now. The stadium tour. Yeah, same thing. Okay. But all, all the dates are, are they're all set. So I thought, I thought that they, this last announcement, I thought they said just, as of right now, it's just, not canceled, but we're just not going to talk about. That's it. That's what I thought too. But no, you could you could literally buy tickets right now for all their shows, or maybe not. I don't know if it's all of them. I think it is, but it's from. You can buy for California. You can buy for anywhere. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> buy for for California SoFi Stadium. Yeah, uh, then then it's good to go. Then. But uh, the tour's shorter than I thought it was, though. If it is all of them, it's only from like June to September. That or... sounds about right. Okay. Um, it's at, that's usually how the summer shows. And it's are. not that ex- it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Like front row at at uh, the LA Stadium is only like five hundred fifty dollars or something like that. So which we paid for it. Yeah, which the last few tours they did it was like two thousand for the front. I mean, yeah. it, it included like the meet and greet package and all that stuff, but still, like. Um, but anyway, so I saw something interesting on their uh, their social media pages. So they're they're celebrating their forty year anniversary. And they're coming out with like a a lot of like vintage looking uh, shirt, yeah, merchandise and like re-releases and stuff like that. And so today they're specifically celebrating girls, 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 which is weird because it's like a 34 year anniversary, not 35, but whatever. But anyway, on their post, like on Instagram, on their post, the music they used was Bad Boy Boogie, which is really weird because as a Motley Crue fan, they don't acknowledge that they have songs that aren't hits. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, if they're celebrating the as girls' band, album, yeah, if yeah. they're celebrating the girls' album, they'd either use Girls, Girls, Girls or they'd use Wild Side, and that's it. But probably Girls, 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 because it's the title track. But for some reason, on the on the post, the advertisement or the post, whatever they made, they're using Bad Boy Boogie, which I, was, I looked at I was just like, what the heck? Like, that's cool. And what? then... After that, I looked on Vince's story slash page, and he posted a thing with, uh, I think it was Come On and Dance. Come On and Dance. And I didn't know that Vince knew they had other songs aside from I know. Like, I'm wondering if that's like the... the, uh, He just just thinks they're a hit-making machine. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if that's like the Steven Tyler thing, how he just heard that song in the radio and was like, this sounds cool, and didn't realize it was him. And just like, oh, that's me. And uh, which that one 
maybe blew me away more than the uh, bad boy boogie thing like it it i think it was on pandora or something but it said like my playlist like he actually has that song on his playlist i think but did you see where what like he was you could tell he was actually listening to it because if you listen if you look up at the very top of that post it says where the music is being played on and it says living room pool or something like that like something like that where it's like sh- so he must have some kind of like house wired thing where oh, yeah, you're sure playing he music yeah he's got the, the, the whole, whole alexa thing or whatever yeah yeah and so like i think it said like different rooms where it was playing i mean obviously that wasn't supposed to be part of the post but it's yeah. just something yeah that, that one that one really i mean both of them kind of wowed me just the way they are with their set list and their songs and stuff but i was just like oh yeah. and even the other day um nikki put a post on his page and and he just said haven't played this riff in a long time or like a lot of years or something and he was playing afraid on the bass that's what it was but that one's still kind of like technically a hit even though it's an album no one cares about but uh yeah that was but you don't cool. hear it but the vince thing for me was just like i didn't know yeah. that he knew they had other songs yeah and uh, so the, the the Steven Tyler thing I'm talking about, in case anyone doesn't know this story, was was it was it was a long time ago. But as you know, uh, Aerosmith has done a lot of drugs in their time, and their brains are pretty fried, and they forget a lot of things. So one day, Steven's just like listening to the radio or whatever it was, and he heard this song on the radio. It was just like jamming to it, and thought it sounded great. It was just like dude, this song's awesome. And I guess he wrote it down or whatever, brought it to the band. It was like, guys, we got to check this song out. We should make a cover of it, played it for them. And they're like, dude, this is our song. <laughs> and, uh, that's that. That's the story. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sure there might be a little more to it that I don't know, but, dude, uh, that's the, uh, that's uh, the short yeah. version. And I think it's pretty funny. It's so weird to put your brain in that spot where you're just like, how can it's weird to think of not knowing your own songs mm-hmm. probably because we only have one record but yeah. like yeah we've only got like like 16 songs at this point yeah and they have like 90 or something i don't know yeah but still i still feel like i would never forget a song we've written but i'm also not like i know is that weird to say like i really i genuinely don't think i would forget yeah but we also don't get fried on drugs every night so yeah, i guess there's a trade-off or at all <laughs> Cause I've heard, I've heard from a reliable source cause I'm Eddie trunk and I know people, uh, no, I, I've heard that, that Joe has like the, I guess because of all the drugs he's done, he cannot learn a new song for the life of him. Like he can't remember how to play riffs. He can't keep it in his head, but he remembers every single thing they've written. Like, like he, he can remember all the Aerosmith song. He, he might have to like brush up on it or whatever, but if it's like, Oh, what about this song? And kind of listen to it and be like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Like he'll play it and play it fantastically. Watch the shows. And, but if you try to teach him a new song, he struggles. Not, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like, yeah. Like whenever the last time we seen him, whenever they had a little bit of downtime, he just busted out boogeyman. Yeah. Like which can't be something he's practicing regularly. No. And, and it was like it wasn't just the riff or whatever, like he played it like it yeah. like the way it goes. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't part of the set list because on the so they had they had like the 
the little project projector things with the lyrics and stuff and they had one and as we mentioned before so we went to see aerosmith and we're like right in the front their, their stage is like an a like this and then they have like the back of it and we're in the middle here so there's like on one side is like the lyrics going down and what song's playing but even if you look like in the back there was one like against a wall i guess for when steven's out on like the front of the or on the the tips and like because he can't see the one behind you so he's got to look out somewhere and uh so it tells you like what song's coming next and that song was not on the list <laughs> i mean there's no lyrics for it but still like the the song was not on the list and uh steven was just missing for a little bit and everyone was just kind of looking around i think i don't remember if we found out why or if he had like a wardrobe malfunction or whatever it was maybe he was just banging a chick backstage or something but uh yeah he was just gone for a little bit after a song and then yeah joe just went on like a a three song improv where they kind of just like played a few different things and uh they haven't played that song in a while at least that that i've known about honestly i think the last time they played that was probably um the get a grip album in 92 or whatever and it sounded great yeah no i did um yeah that's pretty crazy um but that, dude, I'm I'm terrible at learning guitar solos. There's something so I can kind of relate. There's something about learning guitar solos where it's like it's not even if they're like super hard or whatever. It's just like I don't know if it's a patience thing or what. It's just, I think it's just it. it's just on how determined you are to learn it and how much you care. Yeah. I don't know because sometimes like you want to learn a song because you're really into it, or you want to learn a song because you want to learn what they're doing or like a technique. And uh, sometimes it's just like, if you're trying to learn a part to try to figure out like a new technique or something you're doing, but you don't care about the song so much, maybe like that's a little difficult. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time of like, not that it's a bad thing, but like there's something about wanting to learn songs. My desire to want to learn other people's songs has diminished over time which could be a good thing yeah i was gonna say that's not really a bad thing because like it's not a bad thing it's better to write your own stuff than learn a bunch of people's songs unless but it is is a good tool of developing like new techniques and stuff is to learn brand new songs and stuff like that but then i have the tendency of finding myself diving too much into whatever i just learned you know like Let's say I learned a, a cool Zach Wild lick. Well, guess what's going to be on the next song? <laughs> bunch of you know, what I mean? bunch of pinch harmonics. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I never, I never really found myself. I'm not good at like sitting down and learning songs. I like most of the songs I learn, especially as a drummer, is like even now. I, there's a lot of songs I know by listening to, but. I can't really play that many songs unless it's a Motley Crue song. But like when I learned them, I I don't like when I learned all the Motley Crue songs that I know on the drums, I didn't like sit down and like, okay, I'm going to learn these songs and like play every single one of them, figure them out. It's like, for me, it's just listening to them so long and knowing the changes and knowing the parts and air drumming and all that. Like, that's how I learn. I learn, I, I don't learn songs 
by sitting at my drum kit and like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to play this song and listen to it like a hundred times and figure out this fill and which I've done before. Uh, when I, it never happened, but I was supposed to play a few shows with my uncle and his Alice in Chains tribute band, yeah. which before this, I've never listened to Alice in Chains before. And the set list he sent me was like 15 songs. And I had the hardest time, not the hardest time, but not, not a hard time trying to learn them, but just a hard time getting myself to do it. Like yeah. 15 songs, you could probably, especially if you know the songs, you could probably learn in like a week or two. But it took me a few months because I was just like, I'm not really into 90s music that much. I don't really know Alice in Chains at all. And like actually sitting down and learning parts and learning fills for songs that I don't know off the top of my head. Like this is the first time I ever heard these songs. It was like, it was so yeah. hard for me. But when I joined the the Motley Tribute Band, like they sent me the set list and I never like, oh. actually, yeah, I never actually sat down and like, was like, okay, I'm going to learn this song, but I just been listening to them for so long and know them just off the top of my head and air drum and stuff. When they sent me the set list, I sat down and basically was almost able to play the whole thing without even learning yeah. a thing. Like I knew, obviously like there's some fills and stuff I work on here and there. And there's some songs I did sit down with a little more, but like for the most part, I could get through a set just cause I know the song by listening yeah. to it so much that's the cool thing about some of those drummers like Tommy Lee and, and Neil and all those guys, like they're very signature drum parts for whatever, even during like the verses, even stuff like that. A band like, this is going to be way left field, but like, you know, 2007, 2006, whatever was a big time for that band Avenge sevenfold, you know, and their drummer who had passed away, uh you know not too long after they the became rev. famous yeah rev his drum parts were so memorable oh like, yeah i can maybe not some songs i can play like fully but like most of them yeah like i can like yeah I, I know every single drum part off this entire one record they did just because it's so and it's all from memorable. just listening right and like air drumming it's just from listening yeah. to it yeah like, and uh oh go ahead yeah no, I was just going to say, but yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, I was just going to say, like, when, whenever we play those Kiss songs and stuff, like when we play Love Gun and, and uh, whatever else we might play, yeah. like, I've never sat down and learned a Kiss song. I just know that from listening to Smashes, Thashes, and Hits. I even know how to play the drums for uh, for Domination by Pantera. I've never once sat down and was like, I'm going to learn a Pantera yeah. song. Like, that is not... I do like listening to metal, but it's not my style to play metal, really. Yeah, yeah. But... That that song, yeah. like I could probably play Walk and stuff too, but just like Domination, I really like that song, and that one's just so, it's it's yeah. really catchy and it's really cool, and it's like, just from listening to it, like I know the, and maybe all the fills won't be exactly the same and it won't be perfect, but it's like I know the main parts, like I know what the verse and the chorus sounds like, I know when the changes come in, and that is one thing I think that's really cool about drums, compared to other instruments, is you can kind of do that, like. You could play a song a certain way as long as you know when the changes are and what part goes where. Yeah, it'll work. But with like guitar, it's a little more difficult sometimes because you have to do like specific licks and specific parts to go into yeah. different things. Dude, I like, and it's slipping from my memory now, so I gotta refresh myself. But the one dude, probably the most proud I've ever been with my like learning songs type of thing was learning the entire set list 
from Alice Cooper's last live DVD. Like, I've never Vakken. done that in my life. Yeah, I've never... The Raise the Dead tour. I've I've never done that. But I was like... Good show. You know... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna see if I can play along. To, then that's how it started. It was like I'm just gonna see if I can play along to as much as I can ear by ear, like do it. And I got pretty far. And um, but then I was like, well, I want all the filler parts too. I want to know <laughs> how to play this stuff, the little transition parts, because yeah. it's very theater. Uh-huh. And like, dude, I spent a long time just like rewinding, rewind, 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 listen to it. Rewind it again, play along with it, try it, try it, you know. And I, so I, I am proud to say I learned that entire set list, a combination of the three guitars, you know, you kind of mix them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, like learn the entire thing, transitions and all. Like it was a, it was quite a thing. And I, I think I could still do it, obviously a little rusty, but that was one time when I'm like, I could actually learn it, but, but it wasn't for any reason. It was just, to, yeah, just I loved that show. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, back when I used to play guitar, I've done that a few times. I did it. Well, of course, I did it with Carnival of Sins. I learned the whole show, uh, front to back, maybe minus like one or two solos because I'm not a great lead guitar player. But, um, and I did it with, <laughs> with, Bullet for a Valentine their their first really? their first live uh cd slash dvd i think it was at at brixton or something like that brixton academy yeah i learned that whole show on guitar and then after i started playing drums i did it again on drums with both of those shows but it was easier because once again i kind of knew the songs really? although bullet friend valentine did take a little more work because they that that's that drumming style is more closer to the style of Avenged Sevenfold, as you mentioned, how yeah. it has a lot more specific, like specific mm-hmm. parts and fills and stuff. But like with the Carnival of Sins, it wasn't as bad on drums because I already knew all those songs basically from listening. And then there's parts that are different here and there, but for the most part, it's, it's pretty similar. Like there's some different fills yeah. and stuff that I, I adapted to, but even now, like I could, I could play long on drums to the whole carnival of sins. But even now, as I mentioned, like I never really sat down and learned it. Like some of the outros and maybe even some of the fills might be slightly different, but But you could still do it. Yeah. But the whole, the, the main, the bulk of it is there. And there is, there is one part that I'm a little, uh, I've always been a little stumped on. Maybe I'll ask Ryan. (laughs) There you go. Like, dude, this is I'm just missing this one part. Well, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if you want to mention that. You got a uh, you got a, a mm. private lesson coming up in Dude. Texas. Well, I mean, he's not going to be there, but we are. And I'm going to be I'm just going to yeah. be bur- Do they kill care if I'm like in frame with you even if I don't say anything? Or do he's I have like, to, or do I have to like go off camera and just kind of like bird's eye? Well, he already like I was talking to him the other day. He already, he already knows we're he already knows we got the the Texas gig, so I was like, "Dude, it's gonna be in a hotel, uh, like you know." So, cause freaking uh, spoiler alert, Ryan Roxy's is uh, he's yeah gonna play a a special guest section on our second album. He's gonna have a solo on one of our songs. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But 
But yeah, major major spoiler alert. If uh, you and you, two, three, four. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what's going on in, in uh, Texas? What are you doing? Yeah, so we got the show uh, for Memorial Weekend. We got Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Play. yeah. Well, Sunday morning at like 9 in the morning, I have a, uh, yeah, I, I got a private guitar lesson with Ryan. Um, Alice Cooper's guitar player. Yeah. I don't know if we said that. Ryan Roxy. Um, Ryan, Ryan Roxy Rock. Roller. Yeah. Check out his uh, podcast called... What is it? In, uh, in the in trenches. The trenches with Ryan Roxy. It's actually really cool. Like I, I try to watch as much of it as I can. Like it is entertaining. Uh, I don't, I don't watch uh, that yeah. much except when you send me stuff. But it, it's entertaining though. It is, yeah. Um, he's got some really cool guests and stuff. But um, he, uh, yeah. So the only day he had available, like I'm either working or whatever, all this or. And so I was like, oh, my God, literally the only one where we're both free is that Sunday while we're, you know, playing a festival. And it's like, all right. And I'm going to be there, too, because, for one, I think we're going to be in the same hotel room because we're in Texas. And for two, because, as we mentioned before, Mark is not very technology savvy. So I got to wake up freaking at the break of dawn way too early for me and uh to help him set this up and i'm guessing you're gonna want to also record it so i gotta help you set that up too yeah so uh <laughs> yeah he needs me to help him he needs believe it or not mark actually needs me to help him learn how to play guitar yeah <laughs> but no it's I've really never cool it's cool i'm looking forward to it as well I've even though into, like guitar lessons not against it but like i've just i'm not good at that kind of stuff i'm not good at like any type of school so like but this one except i was like school. you know this will be fun yeah except for that one this will be pretty fun yeah so i mean i'm not really a weekend i haven't played guitar in years i mean i noodle here and there but i haven't played guitar in years and i'm not actually taking a lesson but i'm excited too i think it'll be cool just being yeah. in, just being there and watching and uh hanging out and we were gonna do the uh, satchel one too but i think he stopped doing that right I don't know. He's now going. They're... He's going back and forth. I think because they finally they booked a tour now, so he doesn't need oh, the money can... anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they booked. And he'd probably uh, tell you the same thing. They booked a show in Vegas that maybe we could go to. I don't I've know. If, I don't know if they have an LA date yet. Either. I'm sure they'll get an LA date, but I don't know if there's one yet. Yeah. But I'm. Dude, down, I was gonna I'm also down... send you. Yeah. No, I know exactly the one you're talking about. I was gonna send you that. Yeah, I'm down to go uh, to Vegas to see them. It's been a while. And... Speaking of going down to Vegas, um, I was going to send you the Cowboys schedule. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, so they already, they already, it seems early, maybe not. They already announced the entire new season for all the teams. So uh, we go into a game this year? Because last year year they weren't playing anywhere near us. Well, no, they played a... I think didn't they play opening game at SoFi Stadium, but we couldn't go because they weren't selling tickets or something. I don't remember. Yeah, something something weird. COVID screwed us. Yeah, but dude, uh, there's actually plenty of opportunities to see the Cowboys this year. Oh, dude, are they? No, we're going. No, we're going. They're doing (laughs) SoFi Stadium. They're doing SoFi Stadium. They're doing the new Death Star in Vegas. I kind of want to go there. That'd be cool. I know. I do too. 
And then, I mean, there's a ton of home and games, too. Super Bowl is at a Charger Stadium this year. Wow. Not that the Cowboys have a chance in hell at making no, it. No, we won't be seeing the Cowboys. No. But, but we can maybe go. It might be cool. If we have I don't like, know. Dak if we have like 10,000 yeah. dollars. Okay, yeah, Dak's coming back. What about the rest of the team? <laughs> Wait, you're mean, you mean to tell me he doesn't? He doesn't receive. He doesn't run. Yeah. He doesn't. He does carry the team, but not that much. <laughs> not to yeah. He he carries the team, not the football. Mm-hmm. Now they got a they got a few uh, new good looking prospects, but we'll see. I'm I'm not expecting much this year, to be honest. I think it could be a decent season, but I'm not expecting much. Could be better than this past one. I mean, we do got. Or- we do got a Gallup and Lamb and uh, yep. and Pollard and Dak, and they got some some rookie think, defensive players. But I think Lamb's going to do better this year than he did this year. Like he's a amazing player, but it's just like brand new team. Is his very first year in the NFL. Like yeah, a, a lot of times rookie years aren't great. But uh, yeah, I mean he still had a good year though. Yeah, he's still really. But did really uh, good. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It was a weird one. But, dude, I'm looking forward to going to some live football this year. Yeah. We got to see the Cowboys. Maybe we could go to all the ones that are accessible. Let's yeah. Ma- let's make a, a Cowboys tour. Let's let's play shows around well, where they're playing their games. We'll be the first band ever to open for the Cowboys. Hell yeah. I'm sure they've had that before. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're sponsored by Miller Lite, separate from the rest of the NFL, so I'm sure they, they have some... <laughs> Can someone explain this to me? I I want to I want to understand. You you want to take care of this? Yeah. This? Go ahead. I, I want to understand this. Uh, here we go. Okay, there we go. I want to understand this. So the the NFL as a whole is sponsored by by Bud Light or uh, yeah, I think Bud Light specifically, and they even had. A few years back, they had the Bud Light, like NFL thirty six pack or whatever it was, and they had like a beer can with every team on it, which I have one I think back there somewhere. I don't know if you could see it, but it's on my uh, my kegerator over there. I have the Cowboys one, the only Bud Light product that I own, and uh, they they sponsor all these teams and like NFL as like the company is specifically Bud Light sponsored. There's a lot of Bud Light commercials and all this stuff. But for some reason, the Dallas Cowboys, along with the other few uh, small select teams, I think maybe the Packers and and uh, two or three other teams, are sponsored by Miller Lite. And so I don't know. Does that mean like? Because if you watch a Cowboys game, I think they still do play some Bud Light commercials, but they also play the Miller commercials, and then. And then at the at the Cowboys Stadium, they have like the huge like hundred foot Miller Lite neon whatever thing like on the wall in the stadium. And when they close, or I don't know if it closes on the top or whatever, but they have like two Miller Lite huge things on the top of the stadium. And so how do, how does this whole thing work? I just want to understand. I just don't see like how, how is yeah. are are the Dallas Cowboys that that like big of a name that they could just make their own rules outside of the nfl itself or is are the is it is it is it just like 
the NFL company is sponsored by Bud Light, but the teams within it can make their own deals? Or like, I don't understand how this works. Think about it. Well, no, because there's not one owner of the NFL. So yeah, there's, there's like three of them, right? Three or four of them. Because I, I think because I think uh, I think there's like four or five teams that have Miller Lite sponsorships. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I don't think it's just the Cowboys. I know they're like the big one because you know they're the best team. There's but... got to be some like sub, like you know, uh, advertisement deal. Because because it's weird that the year that that uh bud light had the 36 pack with all the football teams they sold the dallas cowboy bud light i mean that was part of the the package is the dallas cowboy bud light can but they were still sponsored by miller at the time yeah so how does that work and they (laughs) and they sell like they have like dallas cowboy miller light neon signs they have dallas cowboy miller light tap handles which is the one you bought me oh dude they have go to texas right now it's like it's miller light Everything with yeah. Cowboys plastered all over the place. Yeah, they have like specific Dallas Cowboys Miller Lite merch. Like you don't see any, aside from the one can and the and the Bud Light pack, you don't see any Dallas Cowboy Bud Light merch. You don't even really see any teams merch with other beer companies, to be honest. But no. for some reason, Dallas, which maybe just because Texas is such a huge Miller state, Miller state. which. I, god i love him for that but you don't you don't really see that much uh beer football merch aside from the dallas cowboys and miller light they have mm-hmm. something special going on there and i i love it it <laughs> makes me happy stone cold used to have that once upon a time too yeah and then he Before decided he to go to ipas IPA. i don't know one day man we'll have stone cold ones <laughs> stone cold ones with uh, mark and jake and uh i will try I I will try an, an IPA that day. I would, I would, um, I would pay an unreasonable amount of money to have Stone Cold just come on cold ones for just thirty minutes. How unreasonable? I'll send him an offer. <laughs> it, it's worth a shot. Five minutes, <laughs> ten minutes. You heard it here first, people. We're one, getting Stone Cold. One thousand dollars a minute. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would do about three minutes. And the whole minute is just sponsoring his beer. <laughs> like, we don't even chat with him. He's just like, yeah, Steve Austin's IPA. He, he'll, he's going to be like, he's like, all right, Jacob and Marcus, it was good meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Marcus. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. That's a... uh, well, I guess, uh, unless you got anything else, we said we're going to keep this one a little short because we're not live. It's been about an hour. Uh, We usually do two hours, but you know, you're on a plane right now, so we got limited, limited internets at the time. No, I'm about to land right now. So, well, so you said you originally told me that you you said there's a chance you'll be in the air during this time, or you might land in time. I'm gonna be in contact with you tomorrow. Yeah, and if at all possible. We're still gonna to try to do a live one tomorrow, even That'd if even if you're like on the plane, you landed, you just haven't left the plane yet. We're doing it from the plane, and this will just be like a bonus episode or something. But uh, I've, got, I've got an idea because my I'm one of those 
Maybe this is a little like old school, but I uh, I turn my phone off on the airplanes. Like I don't mess with the airplane mode. I don't do none of that because no, I, I, I do the same thing. A long time ago, they they used to tell you. Now they say the airplane mode or whatever. But a long time ago, they just said just turn off turn your phone. It, turn yeah. your phone off. And so I still do that. But okay, so from the hotel to where the, from the airport to the hotel I'm staying. It's not that far, so let's let's go a little. If you're gonna give me a call, do it a little later. Do like 30, 40 minutes later, and I guarantee I'll be in a spot where I can at least answer for a little bit. All right. Um, so maybe it won't be a cold ones episode. It'll just be a. Uh, I'll be kind of warm by then. It'll just yeah, a warm one, uh, a live from Texas video yeah i don't know we'll figure it out i'll I'll, yeah. I'll be in contact with you tomorrow and see uh what's going on but if we can do a cold ones episode this might just be a bonus one most likely this will just be uploaded during the regular time and maybe we'll just have a bonus live yeah. section uh but yeah so this was fun uh, was let's different. not let's not do it again <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, pre-recorded cold ones on a Thursday night. Not ideal. But no, it's good. I'm I'm glad we worked it out to to keep the schedule consistent. Cause normally on the in the Facebook days we'd just say, ah, we'll just skip this week and do it next week. But uh Nope. Not here. Yeah, not on breakout music. Not on TV. breakout music. What's our website called? No, I'm just kidding. Not on breakoutmusic.tv. We're here to bring the content to you. Uh, you know what I was thinking the other day? Or actually today? Not even the other day. So we were talking about getting, uh, like trying to find other bands to have shows and stuff on our website, right? Yeah. I was thinking maybe we shouldn't just limit it to bands. Maybe we should get some fans to have shows. Because I think fans, like we have our, our new show we we have a new show we just launched uh on monday off the stage me and you are by no means interviewers which we're doing it for now because we have nobody but i think that might even be a good show to have a fan host because because fans as you were saying when i was talking over you is they might have some good perspective on certain things and they might actually have good questions that like they could have the questions that the fans want to know about these different bands. Instead of having a band interview a band, if we have like a, a rock fan interview and they would have the questions that the fans want to know. Isn't that always the conversation whenever you start like an interview type thing? You're like, what would what would a fan want to hear? What would a fan want to ask? Well, yeah, let's actually have a fan ask the questions. Good idea. So I'm thinking we just open it up to open anybody. Yeah. And well, whoever has either a good idea for a show or is a good yeah. talker that could replace us on one of our shows. We only have no one's replacing us here, but on the other show. Maybe maybe someone will replace us here. I don't know. We might have some better cold ones hosts. If someone emails us and says, Yeah, I think I can do a better cold ones, I'd be so taken aback, I'd be like, Okay. It'd be interesting. <laughs> I if hey, PSA. You know, I'm going to take Mark off the screen for this one. Hold on. This is on me. If you 
think you could host a better cold ones than me and Mark. And I'm not saying we're great hosts, but if you think you could host a better cold ones, send us a message and we'll put you on the show. And we'll put you on the spot and see how you do. All right, you're back. I love it. <laughs> uh, that would actually be funny if we get some responses, though. I know. I wouldn't mind having someone on. Not not yeah, as a one. guest, though. They'd have to be like a... They'd, they'd, have, they'd, to have, the they'd have to be a host. Yeah, they'd have to run it and see if they could... Uh, it's just so you know people this was unscripted this greatness <laughs> yeah exactly this amazing number one top cold ones episode that we just ran tonight zero topics zero scripts nothing to fuel us but our alcohol yeah. which is like half our episodes you know when we first started this show i would be a little worried about running one of these without any uh, topics but i think what what really made me feel good about it tonight was the episode we did i think it was the first one back i think or the second whatever one of the ones where we literally talked about one topic for two hours and then we threw the kiss thing at the end for like 20 minutes i was like i was just thinking how long we could go on one topic talking about nothing and I was like, we don't need topics tonight. Which I think we did actually try doing one with no topics before and it didn't go so well. But I feel like uh, we're a little more experienced now. Yeah. And we can keep it going. And we did. Even though it was a short yeah. episode tonight. But we did it. Um, let's go split screen. Let's say nighty night. Once again, this is our first, hopefully only. I'm sure we'll have more pre-recorded ones because... Shows are going to start opening up. We're going to be more busy, so we're going to have to pre-record stuff more often. But once shows do open up, once if we're ever playing on a Friday, instead of doing pre-recorded, we'll probably just do live from the show. They will be shorter episodes because obviously we'll be busy with like loading in and setting up and drinking at the bar and talking to our tens of fans. We'll do it between... Uh, sound check and showtime. Yeah, so it'll probably end up being like fifteen to twenty it might minutes. Be, it might be at a bar. It might be in the car. Who knows? It might be at a theater or an arena. You never know. Uh, I thought you were gonna rhyme with me. I was thinking about <laughs> it, but I I went another direction with it. I could have went Doctor Seuss on it. Uh, but no, it'll be fun to see uh different locations and what different areas we could do a cold ones. I mean. The the Memorial Day thing when we go to Texas, I think it'll probably be really late, but I think we'll probably just do a live one from Texas. That's what I would do. It'll probably end up being at like eleven or midnight our time or something around there. But the rewatch will be good though. It'll be fun. Uh, probably most likely at a bar. No bars close at like twelve there. Never mind. We'll have to land early enough to buy ourselves like a sixteen pack or that's not a thing. A twelve pack. Or 18 pack and then do it from the hotel or something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. And not do like last time where we're rushing at the last second to find some alcohol and everything yeah. was closed. And then we get some like weird fridge concoction from no some food. No food. Um, so anyway, that's it for this week. Um, maybe we'll have some live thing tomorrow after, I guess, after this air. I don't know how, if we do something live, I don't know if this is going to. I guess I'll upload this after the live thing because it'll be around the same time. Uh, so just you already bonus. missed it if if we're doing it, but uh, I'm, I'll probably upload it to something so you can watch it if you want. Aside from that, Mark, 
I'm jealous. You're in Texas. Um, oh, you're flying on Monday too, aren't you? Where are you going on Monday? You going to Oklahoma? Yeah, I'm going to Oklahoma. So I'm going from here to Texas. And then on uh, Monday, I'm going to Oklahoma. And then like a week after that, I'm coming back. So are you missing, you're missing off the stage this week? Because I'm, I'm interviewing the one and only Jet Black Romance. Oh, boy. And I thought you would have wanted to be there for that, but I guess you'll miss I, it. I do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring my laptop with me. You should. Are, um, when's your flight? It'll be, it'll be your show, but uh, maybe, uh, maybe you can get me in there. Yeah, if you could tag in or show up at some point. Uh, still yeah, I'll, I'll send you all my still, I'll send you all my stuff. Still come up with uh, some questions and info you could send me and I'll yeah. I'll pass it forward and then you could watch the replay with the other uh the other two fans we have. I, I do like this band. Yeah, Very so uh, band. this was this was cold ones, but uh look out Monday for live interview with Jet Black Romance at seven thirty PM Pacific time. Uh aside from that, if you got anything else I do not say it now or uh we'll see you either tomorrow sometime when you land or next week thanks everyone for watching today's pre-recorded cold ones hopefully it wasn't too bad uh i know we couldn't get to any of our questions that we get every week because so many people have questions for us all the so time many questions. um other than that see you next week from i think you're gonna be in oklahoma next week aren't you next friday Mark's going so, Mark's gonna be another state. Maybe you'll have some stories for me. We could have some hey, Texas Oklahoma stories next we week have on a cold ones. We'll have a cold ones on location. You know, if if you don't if if nothing's happening during your, your vacation this, this week, just do some stupid stuff so you have a story to tell on the show. That's that's your sure. assignment this week. <laughs> Bring me some stories. All right. Uh, everyone have a good night. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed, unfortunately, this pre-recorded episode. Next week, most likely we'll be live unless anything obnoxious happens that interrupts our schedule. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys soon. Have a good night.